What's going on, guys? And welcome back to our first actual in-person video episode mm. of the Staincast slash MCU Staincast, because this one can really go either way, unfortunately. Um, We're going to call it regular Staincast. Yeah, for, for, for episode purposes, it's Staincast, because we don't... I mean, to be fair, this movie's at least better than Love and Thunder, and yeah, Love but... and Thunder's under MCU. I think we'll just do... I think it makes more sense to do, like, in the future now. Or, like, any movie that comes out after the fact, I don't know. Because, like, this movie came out when it really wasn't part of the MCU. True, I mean, but, I mean, I'd, I'd do either. At this point, everything is part of the MCU. Yeah, the MCU's just mid now, so. But, anyways, of course, this week we are covering Venom. Uh, fuck. Ass. Yeah, this, this, shit, this movie's fucking terrible. But, you know... I uh, hope everybody had a nice Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate. If if you do, um, and Happy New Year too. By the time this episode comes out, it should be probably it's gonna be a couple days before New Year's Eve. No, it'll be out, it'll be out tomorrow for, yeah. for us recording it. So uh, two days until New Year's. Hope you guys enjoy the New Year's, and of course we'll have our New Year's episode uh, coming out next week with our top ten albums of the year, which is very anticipated. But of course, this week we got more stuff to talk about. This week we have Venom as well as our top 10 movies of 2022, which I think you guys are going to be very excited for. And, of course, we got your input as well. So before we hop into that part, though, I guess it's time to just get right into Venom because we're not going to be spending a lot of time here. Really also, also, side note, we apologize for how we both sound. We're both getting over colds slash congestion slash... I'm fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, just bear with us as much as possible, and hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. I don't want to talk up just a bit. Yeah. I'll try. I'll oh, yeah, you try your just... best. Try your best. What you doing there, fam? Trying to fucking... God fucking damn it, I hate Mac, man. My God. It's gotta be so fucking complicated. You have something in full screen, so you can't fucking take it out of full screen. Alright, I'm good now. All right. All right. So, of course, you guys know, always comes first, favorite and least favorite character. And, I mean, for this movie, the only... I don't have a favorite character. No, I tried. For anybody wondering, I don't have a favorite character in this movie. I was trying to think of, like, um, trying to think just off my head of someone who actually, I don't know. No, um, there's literally no yeah. one. No, no, not a single character in this movie is uh, likable. Yeah, they're all just written to. They're they're all just they're all written to do the purposes that it's intended for. I'm like, this doesn't feel like real characters interacting with each other. It just feels like they're reading off a script. It's like super fake. It's like artificial. All their relationships, like you can, I don't know, just the way they interact with each other. I was even gonna say. Tom Hardy's, like, fiancé or his wife, because, like, she wasn't terrible. Like, she did, she definitely wasn't, like, annoying the shit out of me like most of the other characters were, but she's not in it long enough, and she's just not important in the story, besides the fact that they broke up or whatever the hell happened. Oh, that fucking kiss. Oh, oh, no, oh, you're getting into that now? No, I'm just saying that, like, her only purpose in the story is to do that. Oh. And for her doing that, I'm actually going to remove her from the contention for being a favorite character. So, yeah, nope. No that, favorite character. That's right. I mean, I agree with you. Like, none of the characters are good. All the motivations are kind of out the window. And uh, so, I guess we'll start with this now. We'll start this debate. 
Sony needs to stop making Spider-Man villain stories without Spider-Man. Because as of as of it's just a this, piece a piece of the character is missing. Yes. As of this Staincast episode releasing, we've only gotten three. We've gotten Venom, Venom 2, and Morbius. All fantastic. Oh, yeah, all movies. great movies. But on top of that, so Morbius, fine. That one probably could have stood on its own if that actually was given good anything else. But the concept behind it was just awful. That's besides the point. Venom. I'm not mad at them making Venom an anti-hero because they started to do that with Agent Venom in the comics and the TV shows and stuff like that. However, this isn't Agent Venom. This is Eddie Brock, who the whole reason he had the Venom symbiote is because of his vengeance towards Peter Parker and Spider-Man and all this crap. And then he's just gone. Yeah, nope. he, just, he just, it just doesn't, he's just Venom to be Venom. Yeah. Like, the only thing that even ties this universe to Marvel is the fact that they keep throwing around symbiote a thousand times throughout the movie. Because besides that... Well, this is fucking... We're in California when Spider-Man's based in, in New York. York. Like, it, like, it couldn't have felt more out of tone, like, or, well, te- or context, like... Well, throwback when the first trailer came out, they were pronouncing it symbiote. And fucking... Yeah, they, really, they got a bunch of shit, so then they had to redouble all the, all the times they said symbiote. Yeah, they really know how to communicate with their base. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, but so I guess going to the least favorite character, um, all of them, but more specifically, Riot, and fucking, yeah. what, what is his name, Carlton Drake? Yeah. Uh, that villain is fucking awful. Like, 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 if you're gonna do a symbiote versus symbiote, you should have started off with, I mean, I get starting off with Carnage isn't gonna be the best, because it's not really how the story would unfold. But why the fuck would you do Riot? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just have this weird fetish. Like, it makes sense. It's like if you're Sony, if you're trying to branch out from Marvel, if you're not supposed to just looking like you're just like sipping on the teat of Marvel, they're trying to make their own stuff. They're trying to reimagine these characters. They're trying to do what James Gunn did to the Guardians. How no one knows who the fuck these guys are. Now, fast forward to today, their household name, or at least close to it. I get that, but then Venom was already a household name. Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm saying like introducing Riot. It's like like bringing these characters that. I mean, they kill them off in two yeah. seconds. They give them no development. They, it, like, yeah. it just makes no. It's just half. Sense. It's just a half measure. It's like, oh yeah, we want people something people have never seen before, but then they just settle for the, the, the like. I mean, it's not Marvel's. Like, they don't have a copyright on that formula, but like Marvel's pretty known for their like their um, hero powers versus evil, whatever, whatever you want to call it, like Iron Man versus. Iron, I, Iron Man vs. Iron Marker, yeah. uh, Black Panther, Killmonger, like yeah. all that shit. The, Marvel's already super known for this stuff. I, don't know, I like it. Just feels like a half measure where like they're trying to distance themselves by from Marvel by introducing all these different concepts and being more gory, being more dark. But it just comes out of be, still being a crappy like wannabe off-brand Marvel. Like, like they're trying so hard to be different, but it's so obvious that they're. Trying to like, like, they're just trying to be different for the namesake of being different. They're not trying to actually like come up with good ideas. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of these good ideas, they either have horrible writing, directing, or acting all added to it. Okay, it, it, Sony is at this point making these movies to keep the rights to these characters. Yeah, which that, is also true. not how you should make a movie. I mean, I get that's how fucking companies are going to do it because they're money hungry, especially companies like Sony, Disney, etc. But this is not how you do it because the fans, like, we want good shit. We're just going to stop watching your shit. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. 
Morbius got memed on, so yeah, it got re-released and, and, and it fucking flopped yeah. on the re-release and shit like that. But stuff like Venom, like I'm not interested in Venom three. I was barely interested in Venom two. The only, I mean, it's a shame too because Carnage really was my like one of my favorite friggin' like uh, villains they from that them. whole animated show that they had. For however it was the nineties animated yeah. show, yeah, like he was like he was. I mean, like there wasn't too much intrigue to his character. He's a serial killer. He's a murderer and that kind of stuff. But I mean. Sometimes it's all you need. I was like, all right, whatever. You really can't mess up someone that's like a villain Von Bad guy is Carnage who just kills for the sake of killing. He's just crazy, that kind of stuff. I never watched it because I saw one clip of that movie, Venom eating Carnage, and I was like, wow. If that if that's how that movie ends, there's no reason to get to that point and watch the movie. The movie's bad. Yeah. The, the, this whole series is bad. Yeah, like that's not fucking... Yeah. But I, I guess just because I'm done talking about these awful characters, uh, we can go to make or break moments of the movies, or should I just really say break moments of the movie? Because I don't have any makes. Yeah. Uh, Actually, that's a lie. I do like one interaction. When uh, the soldiers are swarming Eddie when he's at the, I think he's at the reporter's like yeah. office or whatever, and they go mask, and they say copy, and the Venom repeat, uh, Tom Hardy goes... Yeah. Mask and Venom says copy and then suits up. That's pretty cool. I liked that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the extent that I liked this movie. I'm trying to think. I thought I wrote a note somewhere about how how what if there was a scene that I liked. Um. No, not really. Uh, like it has some borderline all right moments throughout the movie, like. The CGI is not bad, actually. It's, it's, it's not right. awful. It's, it's better than some it's of the passable. shit we've seen recently. Yeah, exactly. Like, this movie came out in 2018, I think it was. Yep, 2018. And it still looks better than some of the CGI we're getting current era 2021, 2022, which is sad. But, I mean, it's passable. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest CGI of all time. Like, it definitely could be better. But, I mean, whatever. I'm not expecting, like, some Thanos-level budget for it. But, I mean... It's just the writing, I think, is really is the bottleneck for the whole film. Mm-hmm. I think, like, there's so many scenes that, like, I was just thinking about them. Like, this could actually be cool as hell. Like, this could actually be, like, a really touching moment or a really impactful moment in, but it's just in, in Eddie's character arc. But, like, it's just the most, like, fumbled, like, back and forth, like, like uh, redemption Generic, story yeah. like or whatever the hell you want to call it. And I'm just tired of every, every like, rebel being called an anti-hero. Like, just because... This this was the real start of the the anti hero yeah, era. Of, era. Yeah, it was, it was like oh, just because somebody kills people, they're an anti hero. It's like I guess Deadpool was really like the start. Yeah. but this is when it started to pick up. Yeah, but like I I consider Deadpool an anti hero because morally, I say morally speaking, he's very complicated. Where I feel like Eddie's just always doing the right thing. He's like, oh, you can only eat bad people. He says, that sounds like a hero to me. Like just because you kill people, it's like. Superman kills people. He's not an anti-hero. You can literally go down the list of all Marvel's characters. Tony Stark kills people all the fucking time. Yeah, but they're bad. So he's a hero. Like, we got to stop calling people anti-heroes because they kill. Like, the only person that doesn't kill people apparently is Batman, which I still think is Cap. But uh, if you've seen BDS, you know that yeah, oh, yeah, Batman oh, yeah, oh, yeah. kills people. Or or even, honestly, the Batman, you could tell that that Robert Pattinson kills people. I'm still thinking about that scene of him fucking pulling, <laughs> the, bolt, <laughs> pulling the grenade on that guy and throwing him. It's like, whatever. So, uh, my beef is I'm tired of hearing the word anti-hero just being, like, attached with a pink freaking, like, sign. And saying, this, the, 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 the he's, tag, a, he's a rebel. He kills the, people. The tag for this literally says a symbiotic anti-hero, right? Isn't that yeah, like that yeah, one? somewhere in there, yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure I'm one of their mar- the marketing team was going crazy with, with the word anti-hero. Well, yeah, because they're riding off the coattails of Venom. It's a Marvel project, anti-hero. It's Venom, who's just popular. Uh, like Tom great. Hardy, who's a great fucking yeah. actor. So it's like, this movie had a lot going for it. It really did. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hardy f- literally did Bane. And I still, to this day, don't believe that's Tom Hardy. Just because of what a, like an otherworldly experience he delivered. Doesn't feel like it. The choreography... You never thought to think that he ever trained to be, you know, like 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 he did. Like he had a whole movie about it. I think he was a kickboxing or something yeah. like that. And you would never know it. Like obviously, I'm sure. Like I'm, I'm sure if he had to say, he probably would be have a little bit more like uh, sophistication with the choreography. But when he's fighting that villain Von bad guy at the end, and they're like doing that, like it's supposed to be badass slow motion of them like fighting each other outside the symbiotes while the symbiotes are behind don't, them don't, or whatever. That, that's he. That that's CJ. It was terrible. Like he's like throwing him around. He's like go running up to like a high place just to jump back down. I'm like, Eddie, this Eddie, is literally just the the choreographer for this movie. Just watches WWE. Pretty much. It's like it looks terrible. Like that an actual street fight ain't going down like this. Like I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it just doesn't look good. Yeah, and I, I was gonna I was gonna wait to bring it up till yeah it's, but honestly, I think I'll bring it up now. Is, I have quite a few yeah it's. Eddie sur- fucking Eddie literally dying and then Venom fucking crawling back over to him. Honestly, we'll just do yeah now because to be honest, I don't have a quote. I don't have a single quote for I this got movie. two. You got two? All right. Hi, Eddie. I'm sorry about Venom. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I am sorry about Venom. Yeah, I'm sorry about Venom. You know, that's just a regular conversation to have with somebody. And like everyone's just so non-surprised. Like you think they live in the Avengers universe? That's like, like, that this that is literally like the first thing that's happening of this caliber yeah. and in like, this universe. I'm sorry about Venom. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? The, the, the symbiote that like acted like the first time. Like I think it's just been so we so we've been so desensitized to the concept of like aliens coming to Earth in all of these movies that like we just don't even think about the fact of how much public outcry there would be if somebody saw that there was a. Other some besides a human on Earth, I don't know. And that's just my two cents of it. But I feel like if something like this happened, she wouldn't just be in like a regular, exactly a casual breath about it. But whatever, it's all right. Um, but I guess they're going into yeah. As I was saying, Eddie surviving, getting literally stabbed and dying, and then Venom crawling over to him and fucking revive, literally revived. That is not how the symbiote works. The symbiote literally requires a, shield. a living body. It, thank you. Yeah. It's a shield. If Venom was already around him and he would have gotten stabbed then it wouldn't have done anything because Venom moves his organs around, whatever the fuck he does. But Eddie died, therefore Venom would not be able to retake over his body because a symbiote requires a living thing in order to work. It's not a defibrillator. It's It's not not fucking rocket science. I mean, maybe it is. That's the weird thing about, like, a lot of these... That's what I like about superhero movies that are, like, still grounded, like... Just because people have these crazy abilities doesn't mean that, like, common sense still doesn't prevail in some situations. Like, the man's dead. No one's reviving him, but whatever. whatever. Uh, did you have any more yeah, or was it, was it that just... Well, that was that was my first one, but if you want to say a, a few first. Um, you had a lot. I had a few. So, the, the one that's just the most obvious is the fact that they had to rely on a security guard asking the personnel when they don't have cameras. Like, it's, oh, it's like, I want to know who was in here last night or something. It's like, bro, this it's is 2018. You know, this is a, a top secret lab that you're dealing with. Uh, what is it called? Um, life that's not from Earth or whatever you want to call it. You have like this top secret lab. You're literally bringing in people here to die and there's no cameras. Like, first of all, for an observation standpoint, how the fuck are you even, how are you even like, getting any of this information. Like, if you're scientists and you're supposed to be observing things, where the fuck are the cameras? Whatever. 
you're going to also tell me that no one noticed all of these homeless people just disappearing. Like, in a city like, they're in what, San Francisco? Yeah. In a city like San Francisco, where it has such a big homeless population, or L.A., or New York, or whatever it is, and you see the same, like, homeless people on your walk, or, like, Eddie's not going to be the only person to to be like, where are these people going? Yeah. And, like, sure, maybe Drake is, like, paying off the cops, or, or some shit like that. But they don't tell us that. Yeah. It's just, we're just led to believe that no one's caught him doing this. Another thing I have is when Venom eats an entire body, sure, it looks looks cool to put it on camera. It's like, oh, wow, he's freaking eating people. Where does that shit go? How does he just transform back to Eddie immediately? Um, like he's, he just absorbs the body or something? I think it, like, digests. Like, the way that, that Eddie, like, or that Venom digests. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a stupid idea. I was just more curious. I don't know if you had any. Uh, no, because it's, it's, it. it's like that in the comics, the TV shows, everything. And oh. it just eats something, yeah. and then it just, it's just Eddie again. Yeah. I mean, I wrote it back uh, on here. Where is it? Oh, yeah. It's like, I said, like, I don't know what's the correct way to do symbiote in live action, but it's not this. That's all I know. It's, what do you mean? Like, I, there's just something about. Like, Eddie, I mean, that Venom being, like, that drippy, like, that tar, gooey, like, I don't know. There's something uh, so, I'm not I, I, super upset about the design. I, I just, know. I just something wish right about it. Venom himself shouldn't have looked as glossy as he did. Yeah. I He definitely is, like, I get that it, maybe it was meant to be more of, like, a mucus. They also wanted to differentiate from doing Venom in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. But... Because yeah, Venom is number two, because like there's like a fine line between it being just like a suit. It's, it, like, is, Venom, it, it is just a suit. Like yeah. in Spider-Man, it's literally just a suit. It's, like, just, it's just a black because it just copied his regular Spider-Man suit, or whatever. And you also have Topher Grace wearing it. Which, yeah, which is like it only kind of like appears when someone's trying to like rip it off or something. I think I think that another thing that is like very like I just don't know how you animate something off-putting. Like that live, I think I think off-putting is the best way to put it. Is that Venom, of course, not being connected with Spider-Man, doesn't have his classic spider on his chest. Which is another big yeah. it, that that is a big thing. Like Venom's f- three major designs is his face shape, his long ass tongue, and then his cur- like yeah. corrupted spider on his chest. True. Another thing I think is just weird is, um, what's I like what, what I mean like how you do symbiote live action. I think it's more of just like the symbi- like the process of them like um, combining into each other. Like I just there's something that's just so otherworldly and so like un. It's just it's just not satisfying to look at when you have Tom Hardy like freaking out with like his face is just this, but you can just see the layer of CGI they're putting over. Like his face isn't changing shape. He's just like getting like these black spots on his and, face. And, and, and like Venom's like, eyes. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the laziest form of CGI imaginable. It's just like like instead of like actually like changing some depth on his face, making it look like something's happening, his face is just like turning black for a second. Bless you. Thank you. And his face is just turning black for a second. I don't know, like. There's a certain. It's like, not good. It's it not it's good. Just, it's one of those things, at least for me, anyways. Where I think I need to see someone who actually knows how to direct a film or write write a film do it, and then you can kind of just play like, oh, I will say that's how the you way do that it. Andy Serkis dealt with the symbiotes in the second movie is better. I okay. will say that I, I haven't seen the second movie. The, so. Like the way that they move, the way that they look, the way it, it is a little better. I will okay. say, like the the sequel definitely, the sequel improved in spots that it needed to but also didn't improve in the major spots that it needed to, like the writing or I the plot. I cannot believe Andy Serkis did that movie. That's insane. He just directed it. No, he just directed okay. it. He literally only directed it. He didn't it. write it or anything? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, cause I was, cause I, I, another thing I was trying to think about is how you do better, because 
anime i feel like is so good for this like having characters their like um internal monologues like when they're talking to each other mm-hmm. like i'm mean, like, talking to themselves i mean like like, like internally like when they're just thinking well, for some reason to me i feel like no live action movie's ever good at this because no, they always so end up talking out loud, out loud it sounds like they're talking to somebody so else yes it's like bro, that, is, talks my, out that loud? is my biggest one of my biggest issues with this is yeah. venom it would be can hear yeah eddie's and, and, and exactly he can hear and see everything he's thought so, so why are they even asking questions? Why are they even talking? Like, Eddie, Eddie should not be talking out loud at all. No. Like, I get if he's alone and he just wants to talk out loud. But, like, if yeah. he's in public, he doesn't need to do that. Yeah, that's And I'm pretty sure he does – has never done that. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, like, when he's on the train, like, when he's like, oh, oh I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm going to get off on the next stop. Like, it just feels so weird. It's like, why are you saying this out loud? Like, then he goes into – Oh, that horrible scene of him, like, in that restaurant or whatever. Like, oh, oh where he fucking jumps into the yeah. fucking lobster tank and shit. I don't know. It just seems... I just don't think they were... I just don't think they were, like... Like, like hitting it the right way, like, what it was. Like, him... I don't know. Like, he was supposed to be sick, but it kind of just made him, like... I don't know. It was just weird. Like, it, I just wasn't sold that... Like, he... I don't know. Yeah, I was just not sold on his performance on, like... The fact that he was, like, sick or he was, like... Have like trying to bond with the symbiote or whatever the hell they were trying to explain what was going I on. I think it was the symbiote bonding because I mean it was a similar thing that happened to Toby in Spider Man Three. He did get sick, passed out, and then he was fine. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Spider Man Three is not a very good benchmark on uh, the symbiote though, just because ever since I don't know that movie's. I, I just don't think they they still to this day have done a good live action symbiote. So uh, they haven't. <laughs> so, like, like I said, it's going to be one of those moments where you see and like. Wait a minute! This is so simple. Why haven't we been doing this for all symbiotes? Kind of thing, and I'm not. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it's. I don't know. It's the same thing. Like with. Uh, I don't know. I, I just. I'm just not a huge fan of this movie, and the villain Von Bad guy doesn't help. Where it's just twirling his mustache, being evil because you know. Yeah. It's like I like, like sure I like it's it's I mean it's not even an interesting motive like oh the world the world destroying itself like someone's got to help them or something like that like this savior figure has been beaten to hell. Like, this god complex person who thinks that they're going to solve the world's problems. Like, setting some common knowledge stuff. Like, oh, oh overpopulation and co- climate control is going to destroy the planet. Like, oh, wow. Wow. What a stuff hot that take. we don't know already. Yeah, like, like, it's a crazy hot take. It's just like, we live in a world. Like, like it's a fictional world. Like, create a fictional conflict. And it's also, me personally, I think the worst thing you could possibly do in the first movie of a franchise is create, like, a world-ending event. Because then what do you do in the next movie? Also true. Because like, like, the next movie does not have a world-ending event. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, oh, like, it's like, it's like the, the, like the Avengers, the whole Infinity Saga, it's like, obviously you had some world-ending events, but like when you get to Endgame and Infinity War, it's like, all right, there's never been a problem this big ever. Yeah. There's never like, been a this figure. Is the, 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 there's the, never been like, like a, The same thing when we get to Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yeah. It's like, they're like, we had the world or universe-ending event. Now we have the multiverse-ending yeah. event. Like, that's how you do it. You don't just make the Let's start movie. with the multiverse ending event, and then eventually we'll do the Earth ending. Like, no. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, I get, I get, like, he's freaking done. I, I guess, like, you want to, like, you have to, like, kind of, like, jump the gun a little bit to, like, get people's attention. But, I mean, if you write a good story, the people will come. I mean, like, the, I mean, optimistically, that's what I think would happen. I mean, I feel no, people I memeing the shit out of Mor- Mor- Morbius, like... If they just make a good movie, like it will speak for itself. Yeah, people will watch it. People will, will rate it properly. I mean, especially in the drought that we're in right now with superhero movies, like you could write a mildly good story and it's getting a ten star review just because people are begging for good pro- content right now. Because all we've gotten in the past two years is No Way Home uh, and Batman. This is just my face thinking about the slate 
the last year and a half, two years. At least we got some good ones coming up. Yeah, I mean, like Batman, Batman, and we'll talk about this a little more once, yeah. once we get get into the end credits. Twenty twenty three is looking very fucking good for movies. Mm-hmm. Very good, and I'm very excited. But I digress. I guess we, move, we should probably move on to the next fucking category because we've been on this yeah. for a minute. Yeah. I was just reading the rest of my. Year. I think that's all I got. Oh, and that one scene you were talking about of Eddie getting killed is literally the only thing I remember from this movie. Like that, like thing of where, where he's impaled. Yeah, like, it's like the zoom out of like yeah, he hunches over and shit. It's fucking so sickening. But I guess then on to goofs, which I'm going to need you to pull up on your screen. So oh yeah, quick, quick question I have for you. All right, how did the symbiote survive the re-entry in the Earth when they were weak to fire? They didn't explain it. Okay. <laughs> there, there, there is no explanation. I don't okay. even think they do it in the second movie. You just yeah. led to believe that somehow Venom survived. Somehow all the symbiote survived the freaking explosion. And also when it hit the Earth. It's like, I hate trying to be like scientific in a movie like this because obviously it's a fool's errand. If you want to wait. Yes. It's a fool's errand trying to be scientific in a movie like this, but... I mean, it's just common sense. If you're falling out of orbit and you're going, like, full speed down to Earth, I think you're going to make a little bit more of a dent in the Earth than what they showed. Like, it was, like, a little tiny, like, little... You could get a bigger dent from dropping a car from, like, 20 feet up than what you got from them, but whatever. Yeah, but going into goofs, looking around here, the fact that there's three audiovisual unsynchronized errors in this is a little ridiculous to me. This is a... I don't have the budget in front of me, but... This is supposed to be a triple A studio movie. I think it's like eighty million dollars. I remember. I think I looked it up a long time. If you want to keep eighty million, is actually not that bad. All right. Um, but pretty much is just saying that shot it kind of venom and and the stuff aren't like and the and Eddie talking don't link up. Um, when a kid asks Drake a question, Drake says Doctor Skirth will answer any questions, but then leaves with Doctor Skirth. That's just again. That's just stupid writing errors that like. Or con- there's holy continuity errors. Jesus. What? What are you telling me? Apparently, it's somewhere in the ballpark of 100 to $116 million. That's absurd. Wow. All right, I have a proposition for Sony. How about you give me half of that? And I'll yeah. make a better movie. Yeah, you can give me a quarter of that if you'd like. I mean, if you really want to negotiate. Like, how many? One, like two, $100 million. Three, I mean, we also like. I feel like films kind of print money, though. So I mean, it's it's kind of a different ballpark. There's nine continuity errors in this movie. I'm not even going to read any of them. I'm just going to tell you that there are nine continuity errors. I apologize for headphone users, but nine in your own fucking movie that has nothing else connected to it. You have nine continuity you, errors. I didn't even have a continuity error. It's between itself. It's it, it's literally. Continuity errors that they showed something in the beginning of the movie or towards the end of the movie that contradicted something that they had shown previously. What the fuck? Yeah, this is really good. Useless. But that's all we have for goofs. This the, movie, goofs are, the, the, the goofs is this movie. I said the goofs is the fact Sony, that this Sony was paid $100 million to make this movie. <laughs> that's a big goof. That's the biggest goof they've actually no the biggest goof they've ever made. Look at Morbius's budget while we're at it. Actually, I'm curious what what, what was higher, the Morbius budget or the Venom budget? I'm going to tell you right now, it's Morbius. I think I've looked it up. I'm pretty sure Morbius budget is somewhere in the ballpark of two hundred million dollars. No, seventy five million dollars. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That actually makes sense. And the worst part is like twenty five million of that is fucking Jared Leto's fucking cut, or maybe even Matt Ryan's cut too. But that's kind of very surprising, huh? That's weird. 
I, I was uh, expecting that, it to be just kind of be like some freaking bigger than imaginable number because entertainment just prints fucking money. Like you have anything that's like can be like considered entertainment. It's like you're just printing money at this point. When you have Avatar already made a billion dollars at the box office, like I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna break any records though. I mean, it's, it's the sixth slowest movie to reach a billion dollars. That's fucking crazy. I mean, even if I'll be the 15th slowest movie to reach a billion dollars if it makes a billion dollars. I mean, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like, entertainment's like that just prints fucking money like crazy. But uh, I think it's time for the thirsty moment of the movie. Yeah, uh, check that up. It's definitely not the scene where she's kissing Eddie and it transfers to symbiote because that's one of the most disgusting and horrifying things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm pretty sure that wasn't originally in the script. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't originally in the script. For anyone who is uh, who hasn't seen that scene, don't watch it. No. It's not even you can't even hate watch it. It's just eerie, unsettling. And it's just, awful. And it's just kind of just uh, disrespectful to Eddie because, like, I feel like they really missed the angle they could have taken, where it's like Eddie's like the only one who can form with these symbiotes, and they're kind of just doing it left and right. He forms with the doll. No, the worst part. So, so I mean, they, right, Riot so, literally formed with like a kid. He formed with, like, an old woman. It's like, I don't even understand. Like, you think so, that there's some sort of, like, health. Riot, kind of- so, Riot, Riot makes sense. Because Riot, those those other hosts don't survive. Okay, Riot's just using And in the idea. sequel, this is, this, this is going to sound so stupid that I'm actually about to say this. In the sequel, Venom and Eddie get into a fight. And Eddie, I mean, the Venom then throws Eddie's TV out the window. And then Eddie kicks Venom out. I'm, I'm not... I, I wish I was lying to you, but if anybody's seen this movie, they know I'm actually not. That So the so Eddie then kicks Venom out, and then Venom hops from body to body, killing... Like, he kills, like, ten people, hopping from body to body, and then eventually he's, like... He, he finds Mrs. Chen, the fucking... The uh, yeah. the store owner from, yeah. from this movie. And, Mrs., and apparently he could just bond with Mrs. Chen for some reason. Like, it doesn't make sense. They try to show, like, oh... Venom can only bond with Eddie because he can stay alive with like with Eddie and Eddie. For- but then they throw it out the window in the first movie. It's like wow. they throw it out the window in the first and the second movie. It's like like look, I'm not out here trying to say like I I don't know the specifications, the qualifications to be bonded to a symbiote. But what are the chances that two people that know each other would be both be eligible? Uh, well, 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 Plus a dog in the same fucking yeah, exactly. spot. It's like it's like look, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who can bond with symbiotes. But like, why are you showing it? Like, the whole point of Eddie is that he's supposed to be special. At least, at least that's the angle I would have taken. That's the angle that they're, that they're they tried to take in this. Yeah. Was that because especially with the fact that Drake was trying to connect the other symbiotes to other hosts, yeah. and it wasn't working. That's the way they made it seem in this is that Eddie's special. Eddie can only connect to Venom because he's Eddie. But then you see like the complete lack thereof, and, and then they try to pull like the comics thing where they where. Venom can connect with Deadpool, with with Spider Man, with Eddie, with Flash, with Matt Gargan. Like, pick one. Yeah, they you can't have the best of both worlds in a situation like this. Yeah. It's a, you I have know. to pick one. For me, it's like a Thor's hammer type situation where, like, if you if you want to throw on the world worthy, you can't just have everybody in the film picking it up. It's the same thing with the symbiote. It's like, what makes Eddie special when some random Joe Schmo can just find a symbiote, put it on, and it's going to be stronger than him yeah. or equal to him, like. I don't know. It just kind of like defeats the purpose of the character being special when any any person who just happens to be in the right place at the right time could just get that symbiote and just be a better Eddie Brock or same Eddie Brock. I don't know. Another thing is weird is I didn't even look it up. 
when uh, actually hold on, I'll just finish the segment real quick. Just so we can get back into Jason Momoa movies. The Doctor, that's it. She was looking nice. Does I'm a sucker for glasses. That's all. I have nothing to add. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing. To add. I am unfortunately in a hating mood and not a loving mood right now. So also true. Well, that's what we get for picking this movie for the last movie yeah. of the year. But you know, at least we got a good one next week. Yeah, and also Cletus, um, uh, Carnage. Is it just Venom and Eddie who say we, or is it all symbiotes? Cletus doesn't have Carnage at the end. Of oh, the he doesn't have that. Oh, he doesn't get Carnage until the sequel. Oh, okay. So Sorry. that's why he doesn't. But oh. yes. All symbiotes do say we. Okay, no, because he said, oh, he said, oh, when I get out of here, the most on-the-nose well, Sony he would he would have been out of there if he already had Carnage. Oh, okay. As soon as he gets Carnage and Carnage activates in the sequel, he breaks out of prison. Okay, yeah, that's what I No, I figured that, but, but I mean, there's so many situations in the movie where the symbiotes clearly mean nothing, because that one, Eddie, when Eddie first gets the symbiote, when he's beating down the door with a fucking fire extinguisher, and he breaks the door, but not someone who has a symbiote, is like... Mind blowing. Well, so that wasn't a perfect symbiosis, but it's like the symbiote. Well, she she wasn't. Venom wasn't able to come out and use his full strength. Okay, like he was able to with Venom. I mean, with with Eddie, which I get is is maybe some of the part. Yeah, I don't. It's so confusing. There's no set rules in how this works. It's like when you watch it, it just doesn't feel good. Kind of thing where it's more just me just nitpicking because it's like we had we don't have rules. We don't know how this works. They try to explain it, but then they contradict themselves, yeah. which would honestly explain why there's nine continuity errors in this fucking movie. Yep. I mean, that's all I got. Uh, on to the question of the week. We're going to wait until oh, yes, yes, the yes, end. Yes, 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 we yes. did ask a question of the week on yeah. our Instagram at the Staincast. What, what your favorite and least favorite movies of the year were? Obviously, we're going to save that till the end when we talk about ours. Uh, so then... Critics. Critics. Well, I mean, it's going to be... I have to do it on my end now. It's going to be very controversial, guys. What the fuck? Hold on. All right, let me share. Let me share this screen. Uh, Chrome tab. Venom user rating. All right, so now you all should be able to see what we're looking at. Let me just make sure. Jeez, this is this is fucking. This is rough. Let me. Let me. Nope. Let me do that, and then let me minimize this. There we go. That's what we were looking for. So, looking at the critics' score, Daily Red just to lean a little to the yeah. left, to the right, just so you're in Hold here. Hold on one second. What you looking for? I'm looking at movies that released in 2018. That's why I did Spider-Verse, and I know Infinity War came out. I'm pretty sure Aquaman no came out. No fucking way <coughs> that these movies are coming out this year, and we're, we're still in. Oh, y'all giving it a freaking average of a 6.7. Oh, Black Panther came out this year? <coughs> nah. All right, yeah. Nah. So, as you guys can see... Uh, the average score is a 6.6. That's fucking hideous. That is goddamn horrifying. All right, whatever. No, what, what's horrifying is the amount of people that gave this movie a 10 out of 10. Literally almost 10, but one, in the, one out of every 10 people who voted on this gave it a 10. Like, that's, that's, that's absurd. Thinking. That's, that's absurd. Thinking. Next time you're in a group of people, one out of every 10 people... Gave Venom a 10. That's what that math tells me. All right. Next time you see 10 we, people we have, in a room. We have a friend group of 10 people. One of them gave yes, Mumbrella. Hey, Mumbrella. Hey, well, probably was Mumbrella. Mumbrella. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> so we literally have a friend group of 10 people. It's just so weird to me how this movie, like, this, de- this definitely seems like a movie that would be a prime candidate for, like, 
both, it being like, shit both, like, like yeah, like both ways. Like the ten would be like that, tw- like that ten percent. But also and, a one, one would also be like ten percent. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that one only has a one point two, I mean, it's I basically guess, negligible. Like, oh my god, what the hell? Then these reviews very much confuse me. I'm not gonna lie, because I definitely expected this to be more. Do, did people really like Venom? Really? Y'all liked Venom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> That's a bad look for civilization as a whole. I'm uh, I'm literally just flabbergasted. This right is now. why aliens haven't made contact. Yeah, but I guess looking at the the demographic score, uh, let's see, what are we looking at? The highest score. Never mind. I know why this is skewed. No, oh, no, it's women sucking Tom Hardy. No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No way. It's exactly what it is. It's women sucking Tom Hardy. Now that I now that I've looked down at the the, the breakdowns, he was good in this role. Like I could name three other Tom. Hardy it doesn't matter. Him. Women think he's hot. They're gonna fucking see the movie. I don't think you realize how. Yeah. Like literally, no, my mom that. will literally see movies because she likes the actor. Like Leo, yeah. Leo, she'll see Leo movies no, just because yeah, yeah, Leo's I, hot. And I'm like, all right, I can understand why you like that because we see Marco Robbie movies because she's hot. Yeah, I know, but like the difference is that I'd see a Marco Robbie movie because she's hot, but I wouldn't give it a good review. That's my difference. Fair, okay, that is fair. That's my that is fair. Like, I'll watch the movie because obviously that woman's got me at the hip because she's freaking she, gorgeous. She, she's one of like the most beautiful yeah, women alive. She's fucking gorgeous, obviously. But like, if I'm walking out of a movie and it's, it's ass, it's, it's ass, ass. Yeah. like, like, like birds like, of prey. It's like maybe she'll get a compensatory like like plus one on the movie because she's she, maybe like maybe her acting is decent or she you know her just being in the movie is I can't do whatever. But it's like even if you give this movie from my review a one plus. It's still like a four or a five. Yeah, actually, something I'm a little shocked about is that I feel I think this is like the most amounts of less or younger than eighteen voters that we've had because usually they're all in the double digits. And we actually have three hundred six and five twenty seven for which one what, what for you? for all for uh, under oh, eighteen. Yeah. Usually they're all around like seventy two, like like the, yeah. the females ones is. But the fact that they're all like. The other yeah. two are, are a little higher. I just can't believe. I, I can't look at these numbers look, anymore. Look, I say you, you guys don't even want to look at me right now because I'm horrified. But everyone still, uh, y'all made me upset. Okay. Well, look, look, if it upset. if it wasn't you guys, we still love you. Yeah, it's like, look, if you if you think Venom's a ten out of ten movie, what the fuck is your problem? No yeah. offense, but what the fuck is your problem? Exactly. So you did a good preface for me. If you don't think this movie's good. That's fine. You can just turn down this part. You don't have to listen to it. You can tune out. But if you watch that movie, like, like I'm not saying if you think it was cute, you think it was fine. I'm not mad at you. But if you think it's like a ten, like literally one of the greatest movies you've ever seen, well, like, like that's the point where opinions start becoming like thrown out the window type thing. Like, everyone's subject to an opinion. You but can that that opinion is like, wrong. Like it's, like like exactly. those those people who like episode nine. Olivia Jones, it's your wrong. opinion is wrong. Exactly. It's like, Sorry I, to tell like, you, but up, it is. Up until a certain point, opinions are like, all right, whatever. It's opinion, not fact, whatever. But like when you're out here saying that this movie's a 10, meaning like it's some of the greatest fucking things ever put the picture. No, no, no. I just, I, no. I just have, I'll this, get off. Topher Grace's off. Venom adaptation is better than this. I'm getting off my soapbox. That's all I have to say. We're done. We're done. We're done. No, it's time for the post credit scenes. We haven't had a post credit scene. Fucking forever, I feel like. Yeah, it has been a while. No more fucking Venom. Uh, Post-credit scene. um, You should have downloaded Venom by Eminem on here so you could play it right now. Can't. It's copyrighted. Um, But we do have... Right? I'm I'm, I'm on the right subject now. Yes. 
post credit scenes. Uh, there was one. Okay, it was really good. Uh, it most on the nose. Eddie fucking... pulls up on 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 uh, fucking Woody Harrelson with a shitty wig, and Woody Harrelson says, "When I get out of here." It's going to be carnage. Wow, it's carnage, guys. Wow, just in case you couldn't figure it out as he's wearing red or whatever it was. He's, like, he's got the shitty red wig. Yeah, exactly. It's like, just in case you couldn't figure it out, guys. It's, it's like, like it's, I basically, say, it's basically Sony doing this. Carnage. Woody Harrelson, he wasn't bad as carnage. I know, yes, I, I, I'll take your word for it because I haven't seen it. Woody, Woody was not bad as carnage. He was definitely the best part of that movie okay. and is why I give that movie an edge over this one. Because the villain is actually good and entertaining to watch. Okay. But literally all this does is set up the sequel, and we don't need to... No, no, don't, don't. You're telling me that Halloween 2018 came out the same month as that... I gotta get that out of my mom's room. Oh, okay. I I was giving you guys the benefit of the doubt, maybe... It was like it was a slow month for movies or something, but that's crazy. no, that's that's crazy. Halloween twenty eighteen is literally the best <laughs> horror movie that's come out in the past like what fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like strictly horror. Yeah. yeah, like just just like just horror, like that's classic crazy. slasher. That's crazy. That's that's nuts. All right, I'm done with that. I, no, I, no I, more. I, I had the joke. no more. I guess we could. We're, we'll just give our reviews, and honestly, I'll be quick with it. Don't worry, guys. We'll be quick. And Actually, I'm gonna be nice and quick with it because I ch- I've changed my mind. Yes. I'll do a quick little once-over. We gave it once across the board. Yeah. And maybe, like... No. It, it, we gave it once across the board, both yeah. of us. And I can't even... Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, if you want to change, by all means, but I can't. Like, I, the only thing I'd even contemplate changing... And maybe two things. I think at some points, the cinematography wasn't bad. Like, I, I'd almost be willing to give it a two, but I think I'm just hating on it right now. So, like, I wouldn't give it a one. I mean, I wouldn't give it a two, but, like... It's amateurish. A lot of no, CGI. No, the, the, it, it doesn't look. This like movie a, is very amateurish <laughs> shot. It's not rewatchable. I mean, any. It is nowhere near original. No. Um, yeah, the yeah. acting is mid at best. Yeah. And the story and writing we've gone on for an entire how long have we? Forty one minutes. Yeah. About how it's fucking awful. Therefore, for me, Venom gets a five out of twenty. I think that makes it. That's my lowest ranked. I'm pretty sure that makes it my lowest ranked movie now. I'll have to go back and re-rank the ones. Yeah, the only two I'd even consider, and like the only, and when I mean consider, I mean giving it a two. I wouldn't go any. I wouldn't dare go past that. Yeah, acting is like it's serviceable. I think the villain, the villain, like the villain, he he didn't overact too much. I think that a lot of the times, like no name villains have a have a like like like, what happened is like they're trying to really sell. so hold on, let me look at the actor real quick because I'm pretty sure he's like a pretty big actor. Wasn't he's, he in Rogue yeah, One? Pretty sure he's yeah he was. He was in Rogue One and he was in Nightcrawler, I think. Yes, he was in Nightcrawler. He was also apparently he's a DJ. He's a from, DJ. From what I've seen, look, go go up, go up to the top of his profile. Known by his stage name, Ritz, Ritz MC. MC. <laughs> so, Ritz MC. That's that's kind of yeah, so that's, that's a tough name. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. So it's like I'm not even really hating on him because I think like his lines were super boring, super super just like. Um, substanceless. It's him just like preaching on something that most people agree with. It's like, wow, he's a compelling villain because he says that some things were. Like, you could tell he was bad from the first time you fucking saw him. Yeah, exactly. Now. Like it's, that's what kind of ba- the man's wearing all black. It's and like, it's also the mannerism in which he's talking, like undermining, like yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you just know from the start that he's okay. This is the bad guy. It's like I get imagery and I get like using colors to like show certain things. But like when you're just gonna dress someone in all black, it's like wow. 
the bad it's like, guys. It's super creative. It's like, wow, you're really, uh, really making us work for that one. And it's like, it's like, they're, they're like there's this big buzz over antiheroes. How about like villains that are like, like, like Daniel? Some good villains, please, please. Yeah, I, I, I think I feel like I'm just gonna say this until I'm blue in the face and I got no more oxygen in my lungs. But it's like. How many great movies need to come out before people realize that a great hero is paralleled by a great villain? Like, I, I just don't know how many times. And I think, I think that's why I actually liked Wakanda Forever is because yeah. because Namor was so good, it also made Sherry's arc yeah. also good. Like, which is yeah. why I like. It's like, you can't have one without the Like, you can have, like, sure, you can have, like, an all right villain, which equals to, like, and it, with, with a great hero, but it's like, it's just not that same level. Like, that's what, that, that's what separates a movie from being like, all right, I'd watch this again. So, like, I'd watch this, like, literally anytime someone asks. I'm like, yes, 100%. I'm just hating. Anyways, Venom has a 5 out of 20. That's where that's going to stay. Yeah. And it's time to get into the top 10 stain cast. Well, the stain cast top 10 movies of 2022. Yes, sir. Start slideshow. We'll go back. Lean back. That's you gotta tell to do. You gotta tell to lean back. How do I? This is my favorite theme on PowerPoint. Is it? Yeah, fuck that theme. It's perfect. Okay. There we go. Oh shit! Now I got you cut out. There it is. There it is. It's like half of each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, our top ten movies. Do we want to do theirs first, or do we want to do ours first? Uh, we can do theirs because theirs is going to be shorter. All right. And then we can, like, talk about it, like, as we're going through. Because I feel like we'll just be repetitive if we go through ours and go through theirs, where it's like, if we go through theirs, and then we kind of be like, all right, this is our thinking behind ours. I could probably do either way, but... Venom. Time to go get them. Okay, so we asked you guys your favorite and least favorite movies of 2022. Starting off, CMO Ho said that his favorite movie was Smile, and his least favorite was Morbius, with an audible mention to Weird. I'm assuming he meant the Weird Al movie. It just cuts off after Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a movie that came out this year called Weird. Um, RP24, not going to be... Confused with Chet Stable, said his favorite movie was Bullet Train, and his least favorite was, surprise to no one, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Mr. William Banks said his favorite was uh, Black Panther, with his least favorite being Thor Love and Thunder, saying that it was straight cock cock and ball torture. And not the good kind. Uh, Father Quill said Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere All at Once were his favorites, with Morbius being his least favorite. I think we have a common thread here. Um... And then B dumped the clip. Yeah, B dumped the clip real quick. He gave like a whole thing. So I'm gonna let you do that one if you want. Sure. So he said his top movies are Batman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Bullet Train, Nope, Smile, Top Gun, The Menu. Which he's got great taste on that. Well, I can't, I can't yeah. deny with any of those movies. Yeah. And he said the uh, dog shit movies were Avatar was mid, Violent Night was mid, Doctor Strange was trash, Thor garbage. Um, Halloween, Halloween ends was mid. Yeah, Halloween ends mid. Barbarian mid. I don't agree with that one. Samar- Samaritan. I don't think I saw Samaritan. Yeah, I don't think I saw one either. He said the that gray, one was- the gray man, which sure. I also heard was mid. 
I couldn't even. That's like, there's very few movies that I watch and I turn off 15 minutes in. And that was one of them? Yeah. Jesus. It was so cool. Uh, Lightyear, he said, was mid. I don't really agree with it. I don't think it's top 10 worthy, yeah. but I don't think it was mid. I think it was pretty good, enjoyable. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, Jurassic Park was awful. True Norman? Oh, Nor- the, the North mid. Yeah, the North mid. Uh, Sonic. Sonic, I don't think was mid. Again, I think that it was definitely better than the first one. It was enjoyable, but I wouldn't call it mid. And Morbius, I mean. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Max, he said his favorite was Batman with his least favorite. Surprise to no one. Being no, Thor. That was a good movie. Uh, well, thank you guys all for your responses. We do appreciate them all. Uh, don't forget to check out this Saturday at the Staincast. Also, will be New Year's for the next question of the week. But now it's time to get into our top 10 movies of 2022. So these are split up. Uh, we did do two separate ones. Maybe next year we'll do a combined list, make it a little simple. We didn't have time for that this year. Also, there are some movies in this list that DL saw that I didn't or that I saw that DL didn't. Like, I didn't get a chance to see the menu in theaters because by the time I had time to, it was removed from theaters. So now I just have to wait for HBO Max next week, which is unfortunate because I did hear that was good uh, yeah. from all of you. So I'm, I'm very excited to see it when it does reach streaming services. And we'll probably, honestly, we'll probably end up covering it at some point as well. Menu tough. Uh, but we'll get into that later. But starting off... Our number 10s, I think mine is going to come in first. My number 10 movie is Wakanda Forever. Um, I mean, it's the best MCU movie that came out this year. Best superhero. Nope, that's a lie. Second best superhero movie that came out this year. Um, it's it, it's good. We'll, we'll, I don't want to talk too much about it because we are going to be having, of course, our MCU episode on it next month when it hits Disney+. Plus. But it was a good movie. It was definitely... Um, a great continuation of the legacy that they had with the first one with, of course, not having Chadwick. Namor was a great villain. And the only thing that really hinders it for me is it's a little too long. I think that you definitely feel the full 245 on it. Yeah. And then for you, DL, the black phone. Yeah. I mean, I was a, I'm a huge Ethan Hawke fan. I think he just brings so much to all of his characters. Uh, I'm also I, a great, a big Scott Dickerson fan. Yeah, exactly. I, I really did enjoy the, like the simple premise of this movie. It wasn't some like crazy mind bending, like clusterfuck of like a plot kind of movie. It was simple. Um, it, it like, it's top 10 for, it's number 10 for a reason. I didn't think it like personally really, like really changed my, like it, 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 so the only reason that I can agree with you having it number 10 is because I also have it as my number nine. Yeah, exactly. um, it's yeah. a good horror movie, but yeah. in a year like 2022 that had so many fantastic Literally horror movies. Literally the greatest year for horror movies I can remember. This just unfortunately falls, falls to the bottom of the list of the ones that I saw yeah. this year. There are some others like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I heard that was fantastic. I do want to watch that at some point. Maybe we'll do that tonight actually. But um, unfortunately in a year like this, it, yeah. it just falls short. Yeah, like maybe any other year, Black Phone might be like top, might middling and be like top six or something. But there has just been this is a year for horror movies, at least in my opinion. There's been a lot of very unique uh, horror mm-hmm. movies, just a lot of just kind of just like out there concepts that kind of panned out very well. But, I mean, you guys will definitely see that we're our favorite genres are literally horror, so you'll see plenty yeah, more horror movies absolutely. from this year coming up. But I guess the deal going on to your number nine, yeah, which is Prey, another horror movie. Yeah, I actually didn't see Prey. Yeah, and I so. 
I, I was I was kind of going back and forth with that one, the black phone for my number nine. I mean, I think the message kind of made sense that it was at the top of my, I was at the bottom of my list. So like they, they kind of were like, I wasn't really leaning like too heavy into either of them. I think really what got it on this list is seeing a predator in current era CGI. And obviously most of us practical, but like obviously some of the stuff you still have to just like everything just being up to speed. There'd be no bottlenecks on any of the, like the effects, the, I, was say, I will say I did see, like I've seen clips from it. And the, it's a good look. The feral movie. predator looks it's really a good. good looking movie. And it's like literally the fact that there's a guy underneath that and everything in his mouth is all like move, like moving. Like there is no CGI after the fact you can look it up. There's literally like a test, a test screening of him just like opening his mouth. And it's like all that shit opening up. It's just, I think it's a, it's another one of those simple horror movies that uh, it's not going to win any awards from me. It's not going to win any records for doing anything spectacular. I think it was, it, it's something different because we're used to seeing predators like with this, in this like alien versus predator technology where they have all this crazy gizmos. That's kind of just like, all right, there's so much just like crazy technology where you couldn't even take this movie any like seriously. When you add it, when you add in like the kind of like the nomadic, like, um, like the Indian kind of people, like. I think it was actually Native Americans, whatever. Um, I, when you have like the Native Americans, like kind of taking on the predators now, it, it adds so much more like, um, like, uh, like urgency to it. Cause obviously these guys have like spears, like um, bows and arrows and that kind of stuff. So like, and even the predator himself, it's kind of cool seeing where they came from. Like the predator, as we see him is always like, they're always so confident. They have some crazy, we always have crazy technology, but and that's like, he has some great, uh, some cool stuff, but it's not nearly like to what we're seeing. Okay. Basically, the brass taxes. It's just refreshing seeing a predator movie nowadays. And the storyline was nice. It wasn't anything super complicated, but it was definitely very passable. And hopefully, hopefully they keep making the movies like this because it just had a different tone. I don't know what even know how to describe it. But uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to tap in there. Yeah. Any anything that's in your top ten that I haven't watched, I yeah. do plan on watching yeah. because we have very similar tastes. Yeah, but I definitely I'll give this a shot. Yes, and I just, I'm not familiar with the actress's name at the top. I think she's new at acting, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but she, she did a very good job. She really sold the work with the character, so I don't have any beef with her. Well, I guess then moving on to number eight, it's the same for both of us. Another horror movie. Yep. Surprised to no one. Nope. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I mean, I was just going to, pretty much for most of the reasons I gave Blackphone, I think it's it's simple, but, like, it's definitely the not... The twist in this is yeah. what gives it more of an edge for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it's simple, but, like, it's not unoriginal. Like, when you think of something that's simple, you kind of think, like, they're going through the motions. They're kind of just, like, taking the safe pick. But I think for Nope, like, it panned out being the movie that it is. Like, it mm-hmm. kind of... The trailers, you didn't know anything. Like, no. I, I think the marketing for this movie was fantastic. Like, you really didn't know what was going on. All you knew is that the name, the name of the movie was Nope and that somebody said Nope in the movie. I, I find it hysterical because he literally... Like, people asked Jordan Peele why he named the movie Nope, and he said, because, and I quote, in the, in any in this situation, the first thing any black man would say is Nope, sure. which is is also, obviously, the character does it. Yeah. Um, it was David Kalula's character. Yeah. But um, th- this was just a great movie. I think Jordan Peele's storytelling is great. I, th- I think that th- this is the third movie he's released now, and this is the third hit. In my opinion, I think yeah. it's the, still the weakest of three. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that Get Out is still his peak, but it's still a fantastic and a great entry in the horror genre, especially again for a year that was so loaded with great horror movies yeah. like this one was. Mm-hmm. So I guess going on to number seven. My number seven is X. I noticed you didn't have X or Pearl on this list. Yeah. So my re- my reasoning behind that is that I've seen them too recently. For That's me fair. to be able to toss them on this list. 
I I put X as a little uh, asterisk above my top ten. If maybe I saw it a couple weeks ago, I, I just needed to let it sit a little more. I think like just the fact that I watched it like a week, a couple days ago. I have literally two days ago. It's like, it's kind of too soon. Okay. If I did, I would probably put it somewhere in the same area you did, though. Okay. I'd probably put it over Nope, Prey, and Black Phone. Yeah. Like, for, for me, so I knew what, what, what I was going into before watching X. I did not know what I was going into with Pearl, though. And we'll get to Pearl, spoiler alert, in a little bit. Um, X is fantastic. The acting is great. The chemistry between all the cast is great. The twist with the killer is great. Ty West does a fantastic job of directing this movie. It's very nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously set in, I think it's the 70s. Yeah, I think it's 78. Um, like and the way that he makes the, the some of the film look old-timey when they're shooting the sex scenes and stuff like it's It's great. It, again, it's an A24 movie, which you guys can probably know. A24 doesn't miss. But X is fantastic, and if you have not seen it and don't really know much about it, take your time, take your shot, and watch this movie. Yeah. Preferably watch X and then Pearl. Yes. At least that's my... No, I... And we'll get, like... I mean, technically, if you really want to go full, like, um... Full immersion, X, Pearl, X. If you really want to go full immersion... Yeah, watch X, watch Pearl, then watch X again. But, but... That's just a recommendation. I digress. But DL... The old head classic. I know. I was like, another I, one I haven't seen. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of old heads. I mean, if anyone's watching this who's older than us or just like a huge Tom Cruise fan or huge Top Gun fan, a Top Gun fan, they're probably clapping. They're probably going crazy right now. And it's just it, it's this movie and uh, two other movies that are on my list. So I feel like it's kind of just like unanimous on everybody's list. And, and, and I will say, if this if I did watch this beforehand, then it probably would be on mine as well, because yeah, I've heard like, nothing but yeah. good things about it. There are just some movies that are on the list where I, feel, I looked at probably over 50 lists last night, just trying to make sure I didn't forget anything, that kind of stuff. And, like, this is just one of those movies that's on everybody's list. It's unanimous. It's like, if it's not in their top 10, it's in their top 15. And if it's not in their top 15, they're not on the internet because they've been run out of town because everyone loves this movie. And it's for a good reason. It's shot <laughs> It's shot like the OG Tom, um, Top Gun movie. There's a lot of scenes. Where it's still you like it's you, also Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. One Tom Cruise is he he lets the product speak for itself. He's a man of the people. He obviously does some crazy stuff, and he's involved with some ridiculous projects. That's for sure. But his love for the fans is something I always got to respect. I got to respect the hell out of somebody who puts the fans first at the same level he does. He made this movie for them, or at least like, like I mean, I think he was an executive. I still I don't even know if I've seen the first one. To be honest with the you, the first one isn't bad. It's just one of those nostalgic movies that people just really like. Uh, lean on to it's mm-hmm. it's like um crap is another it's, it's like one of those war movies where people kind of just like watch it together and say like, private ride yeah exactly and... it's just one of those movies that like people just vividly remember if they have like history or like they know someone who's involved in this kind of stuff and i think for good reason it's on everybody's list i think yes it's a little overrated i think it's at, at its core it's still just a war movie yeah um with some absolutely outlandish stunts that would never happen or never miles ever. teller you know, like some some stuff that would never ever just be like told to someone to do, but whatever. It's Hollywood. You gotta put something on. You gotta put that spin. But um, I just enjoy it because it's shot like an old like that seventies eighties movie. You can see like that nice like that gold tint on it, like mm. that like that grainy look to it. Like there were some scenes where I legitimately thought I was watching the original one just because of it. And I, I think all the characters were good. Obviously, Miles Teller. You Miles mentioned Teller. him. Uh, whatever his name was in that movie. I don't know. He's, I, he's me right now. Yeah. Though. That's all I. Know. Yeah, they all did a great job. And I think that the movie came together very well. It was very well paced. And it was just a very good home, uh, homage to the original one. 
but it's Ooh. it's definitely not in my top five. Like it was, it's in terms of like theater enjoyment, it might honestly be top four, just really? because of like I think it's just like the, when I went there at the theater, like it's just a very like. Did you see it with like the boys or your family? Yeah, the boys. Yeah, like I was in the theater and like it was, it's. A, I think it's just like it's wide um, appeal. To all audiences, whether okay. like it's just a very fan servicey movie, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's like it's a good kind of fan service though. It's not like that cringy like the way that Marvel sometimes does that are like some studios who are tone deaf kind of do it. Yeah, but no, I, I was it was a very enjoyable movie. And okay. if you haven't watched it, it's like I think it's like two hours. I mean, I'd watch it's not it. Not bad. I'll, yeah, I definitely like I said, I definitely plan on tapping in. Yeah. Then going on to number six, my number six is another horror movie, and it's Barbarian. And I know this is a little controversial because I mean, I, I, you don't like Barbarian. So it's weird. So I think it's really only controversial between like our group of friends because I saw a lot of people. I saw someone with Barbarian at number one for the list of. Like, I think Smoke, I, 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 Smoke and I were talking about it. He likes this movie a lot too. Yeah. So, um, kind of where I can meet in the middle when I talk with people about this movie is that I think the first act is brilliant. I think they did a great I'll, job. So it, there's there's two things that I've seen and with talking and I can agree with you on this, but continue. I was going to say, the first act is brilliant. I think they do a great job establishing, like, the setting and the tone and all that. But then as soon as um, uh, Bill Skarsgård dies, I, I just don't really know what happens after that. Like, it's kind of just a fever dream. Like, we see the that one, um, like, mutated um, thing. We see her too much. We should have never saw her in the light. We should have never – we should have barely ever saw her. That's my, I mean, this is my own – person. I mean, obviously, it's an opinion. It's the top ten freaking movies of the year. So, obviously, I'm sure some of you guys probably won't agree with me, but – so we shouldn't have seen this, the, the mutated creature, probably at all. We probably should have saw like shadow shots. We should have seen like it shouldn't have just been in the. I don't know, like it's so clearly in the camera. So for, just... for me, I like this movie because so the first, the entire first, I don't even want to say first act, first half. Yeah, it's literally half the movie. Yeah, you think that Bill Skarsgård's gonna be spoiler alert? I guess I'll throw that out there. Yeah, this movie's been out long. Um, you see. Like you just like, oh, Bill Skarsgård's going to be the villain or some shit like that. And then all of a sudden he dies. He's just fucking head beaten. And then <laughs> the 360 that it just goes right to the fucking, like, you don't see what happens after after he gets yeah. head bashed in. It just changes to a different character, different setting, everything. Yeah. And then it obviously ties it together. I can understand why you didn't want to see the monster as much. It's just so, for me, the story behind everything, you know, with the, the incest babies and yeah. all that other crap, it just... It was so unsettling that I felt like my skin was crawling, but in a good way, yeah. which is what I enjoy. What, like me personally, that's what I like in horror movies. Like X made me very uncomfortable. Pearl made me very uncomfortable. This made me very uncomfortable. And that's what I, that's what I like about horror movies is I don't like, I don't want to just be scared. I want to feel, you know, yeah. out of place for lack of a better word. Yeah. But for you, you're number six. Yeah, Black Panther. Which I was surprised to see this high for you. Yeah, so I kind of like I've just been seeing clips. I haven't rewatched it again because it's not on anything. Yeah, that and it's just it's just a whole experience trying to watch that movie. So the reason why I put it so high is that in terms of 2022, right now, right here, right now, it's an amazing movie. My gripes have been this movie have always been the future, looking like obviously like the outlook for it a year, two, five years from now. But as of right now, it's an amazing movie. The the tribute to Chad Chadwick is fantastic. It, they they really know how to hit all the fucking heartstrings when they're like dealing with the funeral when they're dealing yeah, with that, like, that first that, like, the, the intro to minutes, the, yeah. Yeah, the intro to the movie. Literally jumping straight into it. Ma the, uh, masterpiece. Is yeah, that literally first fantastic. Minutes. Them jumping into it, and they do a great fucking job with it. 
My problem is just the, the longevity of this movie. But as of right now, we're in 2022 still. So it's still the sixth best movie. That's that's why we'll see hopefully next month if, if our opinions change. Yeah, really know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm then, sure my opinion probably will change. But I mean, as of right now, yearly on a year basis, like this year, it's number six. All right. I can respect that. Now, moving on to number five. Like I said, this was coming up already, Pearl. Um, I don't want to spoil too much because you really need to to watch Pearl to like fully appreciate and understand it. You've watched Pearl, right? Yeah. You did? Okay. Pearl is better than X by I, far. Man, I put it actually. So, really? I, so here's my stance on it. Um, acting, storytelling Pearl, action, intrigue is probably X. So because like I think X was just more okay. – I can, I can respect – I still like, also – because, I mean, like, what we're, who, who we're looking at right now is another thing. Mia Goth. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, I think, like, like Mia Goth, like, Mia Pearl was more of her movie. Like, it was I more mean, like, yeah. like, like, it was her opportunity to really show what she can do. It was just, like, kind of that origin story on Pearl. So, like, it makes sense why it would be more story-driven and more, like, character-based compared to X, where it's kind of like, all right, we don't really care about these porn stars, whatever, fuck them, kill them all kind of thing. But this is more definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely more character-driven. You definitely get more moves. intimate with yeah, Pearl herself. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, obviously takes place even more in the past being a prequel to Pearl, but also this movie. So after watching Pearl, originally I had Nope above X, but after watching Pearl, it's what bumped X even more. Because like you said, you watch X, Pearl, X to get the full, like in order to fully appreciate everything and all the callbacks, references, everything in Pearl, you need to watch X beforehand. And then when you watch Pearl, then you watch X again, you understand even more. Mm -hmm. Uh, That also deals with the fact that Ty West, uh, he directed this movie as well. He filmed this movie in secret. No one knew he was making this movie until he made this movie. Because he just was filming X, took me a goth, and was like, we're going to go make another movie. <laughs> and made this movie. Which is, that, that that backstory alone as well, just really narrows, like, nails it home for me. Because there's not yeah. really, you never see two sequels or prequels, whatever, released for the same franchise in one year either. And a $2 million combined budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, literally fucking paper cloths is what yeah. they got to fucking work with. Literally a camera fucking probably cost that much. Oh, yes, the menu. So the, this movie, I think, is at number five. Because I don't know where to place it. Because in terms of, like, what happens in the movie, it's more of just, like, it's more of just, like, the situational humor that it is. Because when, when we were talking about seeing this movie, I looked it up. And I, like, I kind of, like, whenever I go to see movies in theaters that, like, aren't supermarket, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go in kind of blind. I, I, I still know nothing about this movie. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a good thing. Because I went into it and I was expecting nothing. Maybe that's, like, that's probably why it's so high on this list. I mean, I guess it's, like, somewhere in the middle. Like, I just really wasn't expecting anything. And it was just such a random, like, um... It's a thriller, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a thriller. But it's just, like, the way it's presented to you is just so unlike anything I've really seen. Like I, I got I, like I said, like it's not one of those movies where you have to really see to have a discussion on it with somebody else. Like it's just so weird, so abstract kind of movie. But I know I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, like basically, my advice to you is if if you're questioning why it's number five on my list, just watch it. And if you get if you want and if you don't like it, then I mean whatever. It's your opinion. I I've great. not seen this. I definitely plan on it. Yeah. Like I said at the beginning of this next week when I hit it's HBO Max. But just just knowing how much you you boys talk about it's it, it's just funny, yeah, and yeah. that I know nothing about it, I've. Yeah. Heard nothing but good things it's, a, it's just it's just it's like kind of like a fever dream kind of movie it's like you watching it's like did this all really happen like kind of thing but yeah interesting i enjoy it well, then i guess moving on to number four my number four is i think another movie you haven't seen or yeah did you, no i've been you it, it, it's okay. on my list i have like three or four movies i need to watch soon hustle 
is fantastic. And it, 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 the fact that an Adam Sandler movie alone, or Adam Sandler, sorry, is in my top five should tell you a lot. Because Adam Sandler, I love the guy. I love his movies. He makes classics. But this movie is fantastic. It is a basketball movie about him going overseas trying to recruit someone. And I don't want to spoil too much of it because this movie, the experience and the story behind it is good. The acting behind it is great. You see so many NBA stars make cameos, and it's fucking hysterical. <clears throat> and obviously, you can also see at the top of the poster, it is also, you know, a executive producer, LeBron James. This movie is fantastic, and I actually do want to cover it on the podcast at some point. Yeah, I just got to watch it soon, which is fine. Um, but if you have not seen Hustle, and especially if you're a basketball fan and have not seen Hustle, definitely tap in. It's on Netflix, a Netflix original. Fantastic movie. But I guess I'm moving on to your number four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so upset that you have this at number four. Yeah, it's tough. Like, when I was trying to rank it, so my problem is... It's so tough trying to rank comedies high up because there's all three movies above this are just so serious. Like, I don't want to say super serious tone where it's like, oh, like, like no, you can't laugh at the movie anymore. Because obviously the movies that I might have mentioned, they definitely have, like, that comedic relief and that kind of stuff. But El Rata. Yeah, like, there's just, there's just so much, like, it's hard to explain. Like, I wanted to put Bullet Train higher, but I think for, Bullet Train. for its substance, it couldn't have been. Like, it's just by principle on my own, like, like morals of ranking things, I can't put it any higher just because at the end of the day, it's fucking ludicrous. The movie serves no purpose. And that's not like, I'm not trying to trash. I'm just saying like the movie serves no purpose. Nothing happens. Nothing of use. Like you, you don't gain anything from this movie, but it's an amazing fucking movie. And that's why it's like, like literally what other movie are you like? It's like, like I'm not saying Brad Pitt mailed it in, but he obviously, he's not giving any 100%. like Oscar winning performance in this movie. Like, and, and I think that's kind of like, why people enjoy it so much. It's the same thing with um, Daniel Craig in Knives Out. Yep. How, like, he's been attached to James Bond at the hip for the last, like, 15 years of his life. Now, all of a sudden, he can play a detective, but he doesn't have to go by that, oh, Martin is shaking, not stirred kind of mentality. Where, like, he's got to be the super, like, like sex, oozing sex appeal kind of thing. And now, all of a sudden, Brad Pitt can step outside that, like, typecast for himself and just be this. And I think that's why it's refreshing. Yeah. And, I mean, for me, I've already yeah. bumped it up to number three. It's a, no, it's a fantastic fucking movie. It, it, it is. It, so I went into this. I saw the trailers. I mean, we see a lot of movies. So obviously we see a lot of previews. We see we a lot. Of, I thought this movie was going to be fucking awful. I wasn't even sure, like, what, what was going on. Like, I think even, after, lo wa even like, after watching the movie, I'm still asking, what is the plot? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's like, so I, I thought this movie was going to be awful. And then I believe you guys saw it first. And then Chet and I were like, all right, let's just go tap in. We'll see. Yeah. It. And it is brainless. Yeah, like it's, it's so much fun. Friend, I say so entertaining. Like, like, like all the kills, all the all like the the action scenes, the yeah. the plot behind it, like yeah. the fast, like quick edit jabs. It's like it's just it is a magnificent movie. Yeah, it's like if you um, have not seen it, go watch it. Like it, yeah. it definitely deserves to be in the top five movies yeah. of this year. It is just ridiculous, mindless fun, a star-studded cast for no reason. Yeah, it's got like that. Um... It's got like a YouTube like edit kind of thing. Yes, like, yes, we'll, that's we'll, the best way to like, put they'll it. They'll say something, and all of a sudden, you just get like that scene from it, and that's it. And you'll never hear about it again, kind of thing. I also like the, the kind of non -net, non linear storytelling to it, where it's like they show this is how it happens. This yeah. what, I, and it all is just one big circle. And I just love that Bad Bunny is like hyped up for like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. all been dying instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see his dead, his dead body throughout. Yeah. It. yeah. 
bad. I mean, he he also wasn't even bad in this either, which is the, yeah. the best part. But going into your number three, I didn't enjoy this movie. I really like this movie, and obviously, I know you said you did. Like, I know everyone's got their own opinions on. I think why this movie is so high up. I think it's just like one of those horror movies that. I mean, at its root, a horror movie obviously is supposed to like, like, like what you talked about, Nope or whatever it was, where it's like it's really supposed to just shake you to your core. Where it's like you watching, it, it's like you're just eerie. Like at the end of the day, like it's something that you have no business being scared of. It's like such like a monotonous thing. It's like someone just smiling, but like every actor that they got in this movie has a fucking terrifying smile. Like it's fucking horrifying. Like, like especially the one girl from the trailer. Like, oh, well, yeah. What, what really got me on this movie. Is that one trailer they put out was well, fucking advertising. excellent. I will say their advertising for this movie was fantastic yeah, because they went around and had players at Mets games, Yankee games, all, all around the country just standing behind home plate smiling. So yeah. they were in view yeah. the entire game. Yeah, like it's like I, as soon as I saw that one trailer of that scene at the beginning of the movie where the, the, the thing passes to the, the main character, that like the woman in the picture right there, like it's hard, I don't even know her name. But like, like, like that one scene where you're gonna see it like pulling up on. She's just like, you can kind of just like, like we're so unaccustomed to it because at that point in the movie we have no clue what's going on. But like after you see it again, it kind of is like, wow, you you kind of see like what everyone else is going through. It's, it's it's a loaded bad kind of movie. Like it's a lot. It, it really delves into like the supernatural kind of elements of it. And I like that we really don't see too much of this like figure or like entity or whatever it is. But that one therapist scene for you, if you know, you know. I fucking love that. I would say this movie definitely has its its moments, and I, absolutely. I, I just yeah, the, 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 I don't the, know the something, scene where the therapist calls her. There's something about that scene that's just it's maybe tough. if we cover this next sometime next year or in the future, maybe I'll give like I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it another shot later on. But for me, for now, this movie didn't really do much for me, and I I can I can get why because I know a lot of people yeah. do really like this movie. Just for me, I don't know mm-hmm. the fact that it fell the fact that I fell asleep during a horror movie should tell you enough as it is. Yeah. But I guess moving on to number two. To number two, which I guess we'll preface this. We have the same movies for number one and two switched. Okay, I was about to say, no way you fucking got the same number one, and that's hilarious. No, we have the same movies but switched. So for me, the second best movie of the year is The Batman. And for DL, it is everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'll switch the slide in a minute, and we'll switch. But I'll let actually, I'll let you talk about the Batman since it's your number one, yeah. And then I'll talk about everything everywhere since it's my number one, and then we'll we'll discuss on why we didn't, uh, yeah, okay, do that. So, so who'd like to talk about the Batman? So when it comes to the Batman, me and Smoke have a fucking love affair with this movie. I mean, Smoke was literally um, Smoke was literally Batman for Halloween with that exact costume. I just. Like, obviously, it's recently, but I mean, not even anymore. The movie came out in the in beginning March. of the yeah, year. It literally came out in March, which is ridiculous to think about. Yeah. It's like, because my opinions... I'll try to get into the camera. My opinions on this movie is we've had Christian, like, at least in my lifetime, we've had Christian and Bale and we've had Ben Affleck be like those two Batman figures. And even Christian Bale, the all-time actor that he is. Where is she? Besides, obviously, Gore, but we're not going to talk about that. Being the all-time he actor he is, he did... Such a great job for personifying Batman and Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale. But, like, he, he he doesn't even hold a candle to, I think, Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman. There's just something about, like, it's, it's like I feel like it sounds super simple. Christian Bale became Batman, but Batman became Robert Pattinson. I feel like that's the best way to grab. Like, he literally, 
Like, I, 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 it doesn't make sense, but I feel like it kind of shows like where I'm coming from, where Christian Bell kind of took on that role. But I don't really even know what it is. Like, I said, I think I said it to you guys, or I said it to somebody, where I just think Robert Pattinson has the same take and ability to portray Batman as Christian Bale did in his third movie. Like, you would think that Batman's a, uh, Christian Robert Pattinson's a veteran, how he's played him before. Like, he just has so much um, experience, at least it feels like. Like, the way he's just walking around, the way he lets his nuts hang. That's true. When he when he's walking around like the iceberg lounge or something like that, just maybe just like maybe maybe I just enjoy seeing like a less um, put together like a year two Batman compared to what we're used to. Where obviously in Batman Begins we see that, but definitely not to the near like it's just like, like I just like how unkept and how like um, amateurish he is, even with his suit, how he kind of consistently fucks up throughout the movie, and I think that's why I like it so much. Is that we always see Batman in his peak, in his four, in his like is like. Him beating up on people, him always being one step ahead of everybody. Yeah, we see but in this right. movie, he we find that we see the Riddler, who is literally his complete opposite. Even at the end of the movie, where he's like, "You're not as smart as I thought you were." Like he didn't even figure out that there was that whole plan going on. And I don't know. There's just something about the way that they bounce off each other. Um, what's his name? Is Alfred? Oh my god, I can't forget. Andy Circus. Andy Circus is Alfred. Fabulous. Um, Red- oh my god, I, I can't. Paul Dano. Paul Dano is Riddler. Fabulous. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. First of all. For anyone who didn't know, it was Colin Farrell. That's Colin Farrell. So the, that's the amount of no one knew who he was on the set either. Yeah, so it's literally like because like like I really haven't been a huge Colin Farrell. Like I, I just haven't really watched too much of it. I've seen a couple of his movies. I saw a movie with him an A twenty four movie, Save Killing of Sacred Deer. He was really good in that movie. But like it's just such a change of pace for him because I and I also saw him in Miami Vice too, which he was good in. But it's just not him. And like that's not in a bad way. Like it's just and of all the characters he played, like it's such like a like a gruesome, like cruel, like uh I'm excited for his like, penguin show. Yeah, like, like he, he's just like a nasty, nasty character in this, and it's so different from what he usually is. And it's obviously Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, fantastic as well. Like I just the whole cast. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just named the entire freaking cast basically. The one I think the only gripe I have with this movie is Jim Gordon. I think he definitely overacted um what's his name? Uh The Watcher. Yeah, the Watcher. Goddamn Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, I think he over. I see him in, in Westworld. I think that's one of his best performances because he actually is like he's a little bit more uh, humble. I guess you you Westworld say. got canceled. Oh, that's a shame because season three was trash. Yeah, because ugh, don't get me started on Westworld. Um, yeah, so Jeffrey Wright, like, I think he definitely overacts some parts. But I mean, for me, the way I see it, anyways, anyone who's seen the movie can agree with me. If your biggest beef with the movie is Jeffrey Wright. Then I think you're in. I think you're. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a very great. Yeah. I mean, greatest I mean, movie of the year in my in mind. We definitely plan on covering this. <laughs> yeah, it's podcast. like the weakest link being Jeffrey Wright really shows how fantastic this movie is because any other movie would be glad to have that be their weakest link when okay. they have some of these stories told perfectly. I love the the noir fucking uh, the, like the whole like uh, like detective kind of thing. I just love the obviously the soundtrack. You guys don't even need to see if you haven't even seen the movie. You know, fucking something in the way with ridiculously popular in the months following this movie. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack was amazing. Matt Reeves just did a bang-up job with this movie. And the more I watch it, I mean, it definitely is an experience to watch, but it's fucking amazing. It takes, like, it's, like, three hours something. So if you're, like, what, it's, like, two hours and 50 minutes? Is it? Something like that. Yeah, whatever. It's a long watch, but it's worth, it's worth it. it. So for me, I can't disagree with anything you said about Batman. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. But what 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 gives... Everything everywhere all at once, the edge for me is the storytelling it's and the, the messages yeah. and the meaning behind it. And also, that's how you do a fucking multiverse movie, man. Like, I wasn't hating on Multiverse of Madness at first because I didn't see this at first. 
Xander, and I think most of you watched this movie before Multiverse of Madness came out. Yeah. Once I watched this afterwards, it made me realize this like this this is how you do a multiverse movie. The story behind it, how open ended the ending is, the acting, the like. I didn't expect this to be what it is. Yeah, and especially coming from a very low budget indie movie, this was phenomenal. Yeah. And I have absolutely no complaints about it. like this movie's perfect, literally yeah. perfect. Which again is something that can also be said about the Batman. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the themes and and the the messages that are behind it and and it, for those of you that have seen the movie, and I'm sure most of you can agree with me, that scene when they're just just the rocks with, yeah. with the text coming on and they're just like explaining things to each other, like that is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it is simple. It is visually beautiful to just yeah. look at. And then everything that they're talking about and means, and, and, and I'm not going into too much details. I don't want to spoil it because if you haven't seen this movie, you need to. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is not something that you you can skip out on. Yeah, but this is it's just it's phenomenal in every way. Yeah, creativity wise, I I agree. I mean, it's the reason why it's number two. It's like for basically all the reasons I would put Batman. Like like, the, the, like it was really tough trying to figure out my number one. I mean, obviously, uh, like I went back and forth. Uh, but really at the end of the day, it's just, I'm just so invested in the story of Batman, no matter what form it takes, no matter who plays the character. I think it's just kind of like, which is fair. So yeah. I, oh, growing up for me, I was always a Spider-Man. Kid. Exactly. So it's like they could put, I mean, even Spider-Man three, it's like, obviously that movie wasn't great, but like, we'd still watch it and enjoy it because of the fact that it's like, no matter what form or, ca- or character or like actor that like that character takes, I'm watching it. It's still like the fact that it's in a movie. That's all that really matters. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think, I've always said that I really enjoy DC. I mean, obviously nowadays it's it's tough being a DC fan, but whatever. True. Uh, there's there's so many reasons to like the Batman. I think we live, like, especially in what the movie, the era of movies we're living in now, superhero films, be specific. How super saturated everything is. How everything just kind of feels so soulless, and how they're being like forced out, like being forced out, like it's a freaking weekly paper kind of thing. Don't and, fucking turn me up, man. This shit yeah. gets me so tight. It's just, it's just refreshing to see that film studios still care about consistency and um, actually pleasing the fans. I and they wonder what happens when they give creative liberties to their yeah. directors that so are fans next, of the source material. Yeah, it, it's then like, you get shit like this, which is yeah. phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's like surprise, surprise. You give you give the the helm to a person who actually cares about the character. They they do the character justice. Another thing I I will say, and I saw. Um, surprisingly, the Batman wasn't top ten on a lot of people's lists. I think really? I think it's more of like a like a cultural kind of thing. Like it's okay. more of like I know I'm sure like younger people that kind of thing I like it more because people like their Top Guns when it's like oh yeah this is realistic yeah sure whatever. Um, the one thing I won't say about everything everywhere all at once. I saw a lot of people they're saying a lot of great things about it, and I completely agree. I feel like just nobody in the same like nobody wrote about the fact that this movie's budget was like twenty million dollars. Yeah, Doctor Strange Doctor Strange was two hundred million, literally a tenth. And this looks That's, so much better. It looks better. It plays better. It sounds better. It looks better. Like everything about this movie is better, and and it's done with a budget the tenth of the size. Like I think that's not being talked about enough because Disney prints money. They do all this crazy stuff, but at the end of the day, they can't even beat a movie that's ten times cheaper than it. Yep. And literally with no name actors. Like obviously I'm not like, but you know what I mean. But they because like, they, they just have their storytelling. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and that's what Disney and and Marvel is not cared about. And they need to just stop giving Michael. Wal- I get Michael Waldron. He wrote. Loki, Loki was fantastic, yeah. but fuck it. He then also then went to write on Doctor Strange, and yeah. that was not good. 
It's like in a vacuum where this movie doesn't exist, Doctor Strange might not be a terrible movie, but this movie exists. So, and they came out the same year, yeah, like exactly. two months apart. Yeah, exactly. It's like you just kind of you, you watch movies back to back. It's like one is a child's version of the multiverse, and one's an actual like someone who sat down and did the work trying to figure out how this like if it existed. So it's like theoretically speaking, what would it look like, or at least a Hollywood version of what it would look like. Yeah, but that. My friends, so our got, friends. I said, I've, been, I've been very, I've been talking a lot. I really like some of these movies. That is our top ten movies of the year, as well as your guys' inputs as well. Um, we had a lot of great movies this year. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of similar ones on our list, but there were some that DL had that I didn't, and vice versa. Uh, we want to know the craziest thing, guys, that I think the TV shows are better this year. And I just talked, I, agree. That, I just talked that long about all these movies. I, I can, can agree. Some of the I TV get, shows that came out this year, we had The Boys Season 3 this year. We had House of Dragons Season 1 this year. We had, towards the beginning of the year, Moon Knight, besides the finale. But that was still fantastic. Say so we had Severance, Better Call Saul, even Andor. Andor was fucking and, and, amazing. Oh, I forgot about Andor was Andor. fucking amazing, too, compared to the previous Star Wars properties. I probably could have talked about Better Call Saul for the entire time I was just talking about my top 10 movies. So I'll put that in perspective because that's masterpiece. Obviously, TV shows have the benefit of like being longer. Like you're basically living with these characters with like Better Call Saul six seasons. You've lived with this character for a super long time. So it has that benefit. But I mean, if we were talking about TV shows, there'd be a lot more. Y'all need coffee. Yeah, there'd be a lot more. We'd be going on a lot longer than we have now. But with that said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Stinkcast. Uh, link in bio for merch. Like, comment, fucking all that fun stuff. Uh, stay tuned for this Saturday where we will be posting the question of the week for Logan. As well as the episode next week where we'll be talking about Logan. As well as our top 10 albums of 2022. We did this last year. You know, you guys are very excited for it to come back this year. And uh, I think you guys got a, a, a nice treat in store for that one. And that one, I think, is going to be a lot more divisive mm-hmm. than this one was. But, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.